This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hey, hey, welcome to Sustainable-ish. And first up, before we dive into today's episode, I need to apologise for my slightly husky voice, my slightly croaky voice. Uh, I think I'm fending off the first of the winter colds, which is all good. So this episode is a little bit different. This episode is the first in a series that I'm kind of have the working title of Jen's Eco Soapbox. There my rants, I guess, me venting how I'm feeling about some of today's big sustainable-ish issues and hopefully starting some conversations about the changes that we can all make and how we can impact these big issues ourselves. Now, I'm recording this at the beginning, well, no, it's October the 10th, and earlier on this week, uh, the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, released their latest report And I couldn't sleep last night because I got to thinking about it. I got to worrying about it and I got to freaking out about climate change. Now, if I'm honest, climate change isn't something I really like to think about because it freaks me out, but it's something that's never really that far from my mind. It's a kind of constant companion of this low level anxiety. And sometimes it might even elicit a visible twitch when I see people I don't know, not using a reusable cup or sitting outside the school in their car with the engine running. I mean, what is that all about? I have absolutely no clue. Turn your engine off. You are literally polluting the air that your little darling is going to be breathing in two minutes when all the kids pile out. So, okay, maybe that might be a rant for another time, but climate change is something that I try not to think about, but I think about a lot. And I know that there are people like me who worry because I see them every day in my Facebook group and on my Twitter feed and on my Instagram feed. But when I look up from the computer screen, I don't see them so much. I very rarely have conversations with other mums at the school gate about plastic pollution or fast fashion or the big one, the big C that we're talking about today, climate change. But actually that is changing, certainly around plastics. This is an issue that seems to have caught everyone's imagination, thanks largely to Blue Planet 2 and I don't know if you saw the recent BBC One documentary called Drowning in Plastic. And plastic's very visible. We see it everywhere, don't we? It's in the shops, it's in our trolleys, it's littering our parks and pavements. And then when we do watch the TV and documentaries like Drowning in Plastic, we see the tons and tons of it floating in the ocean and it's heartbreaking we can clearly see the cause and the effect. 
the impact of our own plastic use on the wider environment. But climate change, climate change isn't like that, is it? It's very invisible. I mean, yes, we can see the weather, we can feel the weather, the sun and the rain, but we can't really see or grasp the wider climate and how that's changing and the catastrophic effects that that will have and is actually already happening. Because freak weather is becoming more and more unfreakish, more normal. But even that doesn't seem to be jolting us out of sleepwalking into a climate, a planet, a future that may well be far beyond the worst we could ever imagine. Now, I mentioned this latest IPCC report. (laughs) Why is that such a mouthful? And it said that we need to limit global temperature rises to one and a half degrees Celsius and highlights the differences that we might see with a one and a half degree Celsius rise versus a two degree rise. Just that half a degree can make a massive difference. So for example, the Arctic sea ice would disappear completely in the summertime once a century, which is scary enough, but it's once a century if we can limit temperature changes to one and a half degrees C. If we have a two degree Celsius rise, it will disappear once every 10 years. And I know that there might be some thinking, okay, well, that doesn't sound great, but how does that affect me? Well, if the polar ice melts, sea levels rise. We have massive flooding. We have massive displacement of people, climate refugees. We have loss of agricultural land. So essentially more people are gonna be squeezed into a smaller space with less land to grow food to feed them. And it doesn't take a genius to think that this might cause a few arguments, maybe a few heated arguments. And when those heated arguments are between countries, they can very rapidly escalate into wars. Now, another example is that at one and a half degrees C, 8% of the plants that have been studied would no longer be able to be grown because the particular climatic conditions that they need would have disappeared. So 8% at one and a half degrees C. At two degrees C, this figure rises to 16%, so it doubles. So that's less food to go around, and we already know we have a rapidly growing population. Cue more arguments, heated arguments between countries. Cue more wars. So this feels like I'm painting this apocalyptic scenario, and I feel like I should apologise for that but actually I am genuinely terrified that this is the future that my kids, our kids, our grandkids are going to face. This is the future that we are creating for future generations if nothing changes. We've already gone beyond one degree Celsius of warming and based on current levels we could be headed for a temperature rise of between three and five degrees Celsius. So if the future looks fairly apocalyptic in air quotes Can you have fairly apocalyptic? I don't know. At one and a half or even two degrees Celsius, I can't even let myself start to imagine what it looks like at between three and five degrees C. And according to this report, this IPCC report, we now have just 12 years to prevent a climate crisis. 12 years, let that sink in. That's 2030, which actually sounds quite an agey way, but it's not. It's 12 years. I've been with my husband for longer than that. I think he would argue that it feels way longer. (laughs) In 12 years time, my kids will be 22 and 19. They should have the world at their feet. But if nothing changes, they will probably be looking at us 
at our generation in disbelief and disgust that we didn't act to change things when we still could. This matters. This matters so much. It physically hurts me to think about it. It is the biggest issue we are facing as a global humanity. So why aren't we talking about it more? Why isn't it this that the governments of the world are focusing on rather than the infighting about Brexit, the endless Brexit arguments we're having here in the UK, or arguing about getting judges of questionable moral standing elected to the bench? Why is it still socially acceptable to sit outside school gates with your engine running, or to spend your Saturdays buying yet more cheap disposable fashion that you'll only wear once? Why does it feel like I'm shouting into the void if I post this kind of stuff on my personal Facebook page, where the people seeing my posts aren't necessarily in that same sustainable-ish bubble as me? Time is running out if we want to create a better, truly more sustainable future. If we want to mitigate the worst effects of the climatic changes that we have already created. And I get that I am preaching to the choir here by the very fact that you are tuning into the Sustainable-ish podcast or you're following me on social media. It means you are already on board. But I've been thinking a lot last night when I couldn't get to sleep and pretty much all the time about how we as individuals can help to bring about these changes that are called for, these changes that are unprecedented in scale. And it feels hugely overwhelming. How can my actions even budge the needle the teeniest of fractions when we need bold, cohesive, massive action from the world's governments, from industry, from big business? And I've come to the conclusion, and it may not be (laughs) the right conclusion, but not only do I need to make the changes that I can, I need to be more vocal. And it's very possible that if my husband is listening to this, he will be snorting into his cup of tea because I am already quite vocal, especially in those crucial 10 minutes before we need to leave the house on the school run. But on issues like this, I need to make sure that my voice is heard. We all need to make sure that our voices are heard. In a recent study, I think it was out last year, maybe in 2017 or earlier on this year, it was into looking at how MPs understand and respond to climate change. And one of the findings was that politicians speaking and acting on climate change must construct a representative claim to justify their actions and to show that they're, I guess, representing the interest of their constituents. And that actually the biggest finding was, or the most interesting finding from my perspective, was that MPs don't feel like they have that justification because they're just not hearing from us their constituents, that climate change is an issue that we want them to take action on. And if that's what it is, we can change that very quickly. We can change that. So today, after listening to this, or even while you're listening, that's the joy of podcasts, isn't it? Tweet your MP or send them an email or even sit down and write a good old fashioned handwritten letter. I don't know if that has more impact. Tweet your MP, let them know that this matters, that this is crucial, that we take action on this. Ask them what they're doing on climate change. Ask them what their party is doing in response to this latest IPCC report. Ask them how they intend to make sure that the government is held to account and takes the unprecedented action that's necessary to secure the future for our kids. Do not be fobbed off with the usual politician BS answers. 
keep asking, keep annoying them, (laughs) channel your inner John Humphreys if you're a listener to the Today programme on Radio 4. Make your voice heard. Get angry. I am so angry. We have every right to be angry about this, that nothing is being done or it feels like nothing is being done. And then channel that anger into action because things need to change and they need to start changing now. I feel like for a long time we've been sat around in the kind of eco or sustainable community and kind of patting ourselves on the head maybe for the things that we are doing which is awesome we need to be really positive about the things that we are doing but we need to stop sitting by and wringing our hands and complaining about the government or industry or big business not taking action we need to call them out on that lack of action and we need to demand change do it now (laughs) if you aren't sure who your mp is or how to contact them there's a link in the show notes where you can find that and if you're not in the uk then Whoever your government representative is, tweet them, email them. Hey, go along to a constituency meeting. What are they called? Surgeries here in the UK, I think. We can do this and it's so important that we recognise our own power to demand better of those in charge. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed this latest or this first in the series of eco soap boxes of my eco soap boxes. I would love to hear your thoughts. Do share this with your friends. Let's hear their thoughts. Let's get people engaged who might not already have been thinking about this stuff. So share this, tweet this. Let me know your thoughts. Tweet back to me, leave a comment and let's get this conversation going. Let's get our MPs involved and let's get people taking action. All right, take care and I will catch you next time. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.